While I was preparing to be a priest, I was helping out at this, this parish in the area, in, not in this area, near the seminary, but as I was there, I got involved in a number of things, and one of the things was youth ministry. And unfortunately, this parish, the youth group was floundering to say the least. You know, there was maybe like eight, eight kids would come, eight high schoolers. And so I was friends with a, a youth minister at a neighboring parish. So I, I went to him, I said, you know, we kind of got these things going on. You got any advice? And he said, well, you know, he, he said, well, we're having this retreat at our parish. You're more than welcome to come if you want. You can invite them, the kids of your youth group, maybe catch some fire of the love of Jesus Christ. And so I went to the youth minister back at the, the parish that I was helping out at, and just her and I one-on-one -on -one and said, well, this was, we were invited to do this. What do you think? And she said, oh, that'd be great. The next meeting at the end of the, the night, if you want to just kind of give the invitation, give the information, that'd be great. So everything went just, just fine in the meeting. You know, kind of at the end of it, she said, you know, he's got something to, some, an invitation. And so I kind of presented, you know, there's this when, where, all those sorts of things. And as soon as I finished, the, uh, the youth minister says, well, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to go to this, this issue, that issue. It's really not a good thing to go to. Why didn't you say that when we had the little one-on-one? -on -one? Like, what? So if I were a cartoon character, there would have been smoke coming out of my ears instead of just filling this building. But... Um, so I was just hot mad. And so I, I left, went out of the, went out of the, left pretty quickly, you know, once the meeting was over, didn't stick around to chat for a while. And as I was leaving, I had to walk through the church. And for whatever reason, I was, I was drawn to our Lord in the tabernacle. It wasn't really a holier than thou moment because I started shouting at Jesus in the tabernacle. If anybody would have walked in, they would have seen me pacing back and forth in front of the tabernacle and yelling at our Lord. Like, why would this happen? Who, you know, just kind of giving him the business, so to speak. And of, of course, you know, a couple hours later, it's like, ah, it might have not been the best way to deal with that. So a couple days later, I, I went to confession and probably about a 75-year-old priest, I kind of told him the story, told him what I had done and just kind of yelling at the Lord in the tabernacle. And he he just looks at me and goes, what? You don't think Jesus could take it? <laughs> Not the response I thought I was going to get. But it was just so brilliant. And then, you know, so, so peacefully and so patiently talked about how we, we work with, with the Lord through difficult situations, especially anger. And this gospel that we just heard really gives us an opportunity to reflect upon anger. Because if we're human, at some point we get angry. And there's a difference, though, between anger, the emotion, and anger, one of the seven deadly sins that we sometimes call wrath. There's a difference between the action of anger and the emotion, like the feeling, the passion that comes out. Because that emotion of anger is oftentimes involuntary. It just, it just comes up, it wells up inside of us like any of the emotions. And maybe that's like something similar to feeling betrayed or feeling bamboozled or just infuriated or feeling violated or feeling like we can't get anything right. Like that feeling of anger just, just sometimes comes and there's nothing we can do to, uh, to make it happen. And there's been many times in my life I just wanted to ignore that, right? To feel anger, to be upset and just be, oh, no, that's not what a good person would do. A good person wouldn't feel that and just try to push it down to just try to act like it's not there. 
And that normally doesn't come out well, you know. It comes out in, in passive-aggressive ways. It comes out in, in just shutting up or zoning out or whatever it may be. So the thing is, what, what do we do when we experience that anger? Right? What do we do when that, when that comes up? And maybe it's, it's ways that's hot, mad, but sometimes it's just like, mm, that one rubs me the wrong way. What, what do we do with that? And the first thing that we do is to talk with our Lord about it. Right? before we break dishes, is to actually talk to Jesus about it. And just to let him know what's going on in our hearts. To share the burdens, to share the frustrations. To just give it all to him. But not forget to listen. Right? Sometimes, and that was one of the things I, I didn't realize. You know, I, I gave everything I had to the Lord. You know, Let him have it, so to speak. But failed to say, speak Lord, your servant is listening. And to let him answer, to let Jesus respond to what's going on in our life, what's going on in our hearts, to give him that chance to be that still small voice, to be the voice of peace, to be the voice of patience, to be the voice of giving people the benefit of the doubt. But sometimes it still kind of weighs upon us, right? Things, difficulties we're having, they still kind of irk us, and, and it's helpful to talk to somebody. And just venting to somebody. And venting is different from gossiping. Venting would be, I need to share this with somebody or I'm going to lose my mind. Gossip would be, let me tell you how bad somebody else is. Venting is normally just to one person, right? Like, hey, I need a friend. I just need somebody to carry this. I need my spouse, need a, need a, a, a brother, a sister, whatever it may be, to just help me carry the cross. It's like Jesus letting Simon the Cyrenian bear his burdens. Sometimes we need a friend. Gossip is, I don't care who knows it, I'd tell the world if I can. I'd post it on Facebook if, I, if I, I'm feeling like it. Right? Venting is just, let me, I need somebody to help me carry this. And gossip is, let's smear somebody's name or let me tell you how bad somebody is. And ultimately, we're trying to let our reason, right? When that emotion of anger comes, to let our reason guide. And it doesn't happen all at once because the passions come, the emotions well, and, you know, we can go from green to red in, in no time. But to eventually, through conversations with Christ, through conversations with those that genuinely care, to let our reasons carry, carry us. But we do hear Jesus talk about, you know, that emotion of anger, neither good nor bad, right? Indifferent, not sinful. But what Jesus does say is, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. That anger can easily take us to sin. Anger can easily take us to places we shouldn't go. And the Catechism defines anger as a desire for revenge. Not just being frustrated, not just feeling violated, whatever it may be, but desiring revenge on somebody else. Maybe that comes out in speech. Right? Maybe that comes out in things that we say and being hypercritical or being angry or being vindictive in our speech. And we even hear that in, in Jesus says, whoever says to his brother, Raka, which is basically an Aramaic word for blockhead, which is kind of funny, right? Whoever says to somebody, you're blockhead, or even you fool, you idiot, right? That's, that's sinful, those, those words of speech. I even think of the time playing sports. You, you oftentimes see people's character. You see their, their virtue in how they play sports, right? If they're anger, if they're bitter towards their opponents, 
or if they're just loving some competition, right? It can bring those things out. But, you know, generally for, for, for many of us, right, angry speech, those sorts of things aren't things that we do. But sometimes the other way that we are angry is we give people the cold shoulder. We give them the silent treatment. We act like they're not there or we just kind of ignore them. Or we don't go into difficult conversations and we just want to act like everything's hunky-dory. Or maybe another way that anger shows up is we take delight when bad things happen to other people. And we say, oh, they got what's coming to them. You know, they, they really deserve that, right? Somebody at, at work that you know hasn't been pulling their load, all of a sudden they get chewed out by the boss and the boss just lets them have it. And you're like, yeah, they deserve that. They deserve to be belittled. Or even politicians, right? We see somebody that we don't agree with or somebody that is really maybe not a high character person and something bad happens to them or they embarrass themselves and we take delight in other people's failures, other people's pain, other people's suffering. It's a sign of anger. It's a sign if we take delight in bad things happening to other people. But we see Jesus even give us one of the ways out of anger, of desiring revenge, of that bitterness. As he says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come to offer your gift. If you just think about where Jesus is when he says this, when he says this, he's in Galilee. He's in the northern part. Gifts at the altar are offered in Jerusalem, a three to four day walk away. So basically, if you bring your gift in Jerusalem, right, your lamb that's going to be offered, and you realize, shoot, I've got something against my brother. We've got an issue that we need to take care of. Leave your gift and go back and be reconciled. It's how important it is to reconcile when there is difficulties, to come back together when there's disagreements, when there's frustration, when there's bitterness between people. And it's a really good lesson for all of us who have to basically live with anybody, work with anybody, it's how we ought to live. It's the way Jesus says. And whether that means having a difficult conversation or when somebody hurts us, we say, hey, this is what I, I sense. It might help me understand what's, what's going on. Or just try to get in the fuller picture to be reconciled, to have those, those conversations. And ultimately, Jesus knows us. And that's the good news in all of this. Jesus gives us this teaching on anger because he knows us, because he cares about us, and he wants us to become a saint no matter how angry we get. St. Jerome is the patron saint of those who deal with anger. There's only one way to be the patron saint of those who deal with anger, is to have a temper yourself. St. Jerome was an early church father and wrote some really kind of quite terrible things about other people. 1,500 years later, they're kind of funny, but... You could imagine in the moment, it's not funny to receive a letter like that or to have something like that said. But he was always one to apologize. He was always one to know that he had this temper and he had to wrestle with it. And he had to allow the Lord to transform his heart. And that's ultimately what Jesus wants to do for all of us. We all have ways that we're broken. Maybe it's anger is something that we deal with, but maybe there's something else in this gospel which lays out a laundry list of things. But we simply pay attention to what's going on in our hearts. 
We pay attention to the stirrings, how the Lord is leading, and maybe when we're being irrational, our emotions are getting the best of us. And to know that the Lord loves us, but the Lord uses this to draw us closer to himself, to make us more like Jesus Christ, so that we may live as Christ lived, and we may love as Jesus Christ loved.